What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Say hello to my co-host, Heather C. Hi, guys. So, David and Annie, After the 90 Days, Season 2, Episode 10, it's bad news again. And I'm kind of upset. I'm very upset because we watched them go through a very strenuous process this season. I'm not saying that they didn't try as hard last season. They did try very hard, but they had a plan this season. And to see all of it go down the drain the way that it did. And I want to say what hurts me the most is knowing that they don't know what's wrong. Because I was thinking about this when I was watching the episode. When you go to school, you're taking a class and you take a test and you fail the test. The teacher gives you the test back and you can look at everything that you did wrong and you can prepare to retake that test again. So when they leave the embassy, Amber and Jordan have no idea what they did wrong. They're just told that for some reason they aren't approved for a visa. You can try again in 30 days or whatever the process is. And I think that it's an emotional toll, an emotional roller coaster for someone of such a young age. These are children. And I think telling a child constantly that you're not good enough or you're not measuring up to someone's standards, I think that's something that you should try to eliminate doing over and over to them. And for Amber, this is try number three. And for Jordan, this is try number two. And the family feels, including Aunt Lone, by the way, who finally has left her village and seen most of her country now, they all feel that they should continue on. Now, I don't know how I feel about them continuing on. Is this something that you think the kids need to be subjected to again? Because they they put out so much effort. And we were watching Amber cry. She feels so hurt and sad by what's going on. Do you really want to see them continue this process? I think the only person that really want to go through with this is her. Um, she's shown a lot of compassion and you know, um, a lot of feeling for, you know, wanting to try to come here and get a better education. Um, as far as Jordan, I think that he's still not ready. I don't think he's old enough, um, maybe mature enough. I, I think that he wants, you know, different things in life. And, you know, we weren't there when they were being interviewed, mm. but I mean, for all we know, he could have <laughs> through the interview a little bit. So that way, because I mean, he seemed very relieved when he didn't get um, mm -hmm. selected versus Amber, who was very upset. Um, I don't think that people should be made to do things if they're not ready to do them, because it's hard for them to like go through and be successful if they don't want it themselves. Um, he does have a lot of support. You know, we've seen Aunt Loam and Cindy and Annie and, you know, David. We know that they all want the best for them. But I think they should take a break from this. Like you said, it's very draining. And um, I don't know if I want to see a season three with the same stuff again. It's very interesting because they went to a lawyer and the lawyer said that the interview is actually a confirmation of a predetermined decision that they've already made about you. So when you fill out an application, they kind of decide based on what you put on that application, if they're going to approve you. And then the interview is a confirmation of that decision. That sounds very discriminatory to me. And it makes you wonder how difficult is it to get approved for a visa? Because this isn't a permanent resident visa. This is an education visa. 
And I wonder if it matters, like, is it country specific? Are certain countries, they're very discriminatory based on who wants to come over and where they want to go? Because, you know, if they were coming from London or England, you know, anywhere um, in another region, it wouldn't be this difficult. It would be so much easier. There's a lot of people who come over here on education visas from different countries. And I'm wondering if it's specific to where they are. And I don't know if that's fair. Is it fair to determine whether or not someone is ready or eligible for an education visa simply because of the country where they were born? And the idea of that kind of boggles my mind. It just makes you wonder, because this isn't a permanent resident visa. It's just a visa so they can come over and get a better education. They're going to go back home to their home country, but they want to expand that because even in their own country, watching them visit Phuket and Chiang Mai and Bangkok, there's a lot of Eastern culture there. There's English speaking people from that country and there's, there's a lot of tourism. So they could definitely maximize their opportunities by learning here and then taking that back to their country. And why is that so difficult? So the next step is what we're going to see next. If there's another episode, I don't know if this was the finale, they didn't tell us. They're going to enroll the kids in an international school, which is going to expand their education to more worldwide um, standards of education. It's not like the schools where Amber and Jordan are going to in their village, where it just covers more basic knowledge. Now, this might actually help. But again, we don't even know why they keep getting um, denied. It might have nothing to do with their education, nothing to do with their English. We don't even know. And for some reason, no one will give them any explanation. So again, I'm worried about the emotional and well-being of these kids. The kids are going through a lot. They feel like they are not measuring up to a standard. They don't even know what the standard is but they feel like they don't measure up to that standard. And I just don't want them to feel like they're inadequate or not enough. I just feel like that is too much for someone of their age. They already have to deal with bullying and, and children their own age. So dealing with adults, telling them no over and over is just too much of an emotional roller coaster. I think. Yeah, I think the language barrier might have had a lot to do with it. I think that they were rushed into that little class that they graduated from. And I don't think that they were able to perfect everything they needed. Um, if they're coming over to America where we're primarily English speaking, it's probably they're like, well, you're going to try to get a better education. There's a lot of language barriers. They had a hard time understanding English as well as speaking it. So that's why I said maybe they're just not ready yet. They need a little bit longer study our language, our culture more. Um, so that way that maybe they can try again in another year and like, you know, retry, re-enroll. Uh, maybe the school that they're going to will help them with all that. But uh, language is always a really big thing. Got to be able to communicate with each other. That's true. You're 100% right. It's just interesting, though, because like a spousal visa and a K-1 visa, they don't really use English speaking and understanding as a qualification. So I think it's really interesting because if they were to marry an American, they could come over here just based on that spousal situation. And I wonder if we should revisit our, our laws for this, because telling people they can't come over to get a better education, I think, is ridiculous because we're letting people marry people that they barely know and then bringing them over and, and approving it very quickly. And it's like, maybe we need to revisit this whole visa application and immigration application process and really 
make sure that we're not leaving anyone out because I feel like an American education is valuable in other countries and we shouldn't deny people that. They're not trying to come over to live forever. They just want to come over and take advantage of our education system, which I think is a good thing. And then take it back to their home country and do things and make better strides in their lives and better provide for themselves. And I'm really hoping that that is the process that they can get through at some point. I don't, they don't have a lot of time left in school. You know, they're in high school already. So if this process doesn't work, they might have to come over to do college because that's how long it's taking. We've been watching them for two years trying to make this happen. And unfortunately it has not happened so far. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to continue to see their journey. But like I said, I, I'm ready for them to close the chapter and see something else. I mean, like, can we follow Miss Cindy around and, you know, like maybe Loam? Like, I, I want something new and exciting to happen. Not that I don't, like, love this whole, like, journey and these kids and everything, but, like, I really want something new and fresh and exciting to happen especially if they want to keep the shows going and keep the spinoffs going. There's a lot of 90 day fiance people. I'm sure they all want to spin off. So it's like, what makes this <laughs> one so unique? So that's so why I said, I think that if you're going to keep introducing us to like new people, new characters, it'd be great to follow some of their journeys around and see what they're also about. So that's kind of what I want. And then we can always go back and revisit their education mm -hmm. because enough time had went by and that way it's not all like we're focusing on. Yeah, let's have Cindy come over to the U.S. and open a salon. I feel like that would be fun to watch because Cindy and Annie are literally best friends. And I can't imagine how that relationship is strained being in different countries. So I would love to see Cindy maybe come over here and open up a salon and her and Annie have some crazy shenanigans. That would be fun to watch as well. And then once the kids are ready to start that process, then we can bring them back on the show and have everybody in the family back together. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. This is the David and Annie After the 90 Days Season 2 Episode 10 Podcast. Thank you so much to my co-host, Heather C. Fingers crossed everything works out for the kids, and we are hoping all the best. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at GeorgeMossie, GeorgeMossie.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You have to follow my co-host, Heather C. Too. Her links are right here at the bottom. We will talk to all of you guys really soon.